Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Karen is a manager of one of the Salvos Asylum Seeker and Refugee Services and shares insights and struggles that the asylum seekers are facing assimilating into Australian life that most of us are probably not even aware of. Can they get jobs? Are they getting jobs? They do have work rights on their visa now, but most of the people who've been cut from the Status Resolution Support Service program and payment. Yeah. So the sad thing is a lot of these guys haven't been able to receive employment services to help them to be able to find work, to help them to improve language classes, to help them to improve their English. And also over the period of time they've been living here, here in Australia, we've just seen a decline in their mental health as well. And a lot of them have physical health conditions as well. So it's really, really hard to get work. And also they're on these tiny little short-term bridging visas as well. So if you rock up to a job interview and employers will say, well, I've got a choice between this person who's a permanent resident or a citizen or this guy who's seeking asylum. And employers say, well, I don't know whether or not this guy can actually legally work. I've looked at his bridging visa. It's only got a couple of months on it. Yeah, right. I don't know... So they, employers don't want to get into trouble. Yeah, of course. So they'll often are faced with that difficult decision and they'll say, well, I'll go for the easy decision. I'll go for this person who's a citizen or permanent resident. So how do these people pay for rent? How do they, how do they afford to live? Well, when they've actually got this teeny tiny benefit, they'll live together, they'll pull resources and they'll live together or they'll put the bulk of their money into rent and then um, go come to places like ours and other services looking for just to try and stretch it out a little bit to get a little bit of, um, yeah, just to get by, basically. Gee, it looks pretty bleak. Is there any hope in their future? The only hope, well, it, yeah, that, that's a tricky question. So, I guess you could say at least they're safe. Can you say that in this country? sure how safe you, you know, in terms of, okay, we're meant to be a country of the fair go. Yeah. This is a rhetorical question for all of Australia. <laughs> Are we happy to see the world's most vulnerable people who've come here looking to us as a country to help them and then to say, well, basically, we're going to take your income away from you. We're going to take away your trauma and torture counselling. We're going to take away your casework support and we're just going to expect you to live on nothing. Are we happy about seeing asylum seeker children living on the streets with their parents? I mean, or being hungry? Look, I think in Australia, most Australians don't even know this is happening. And those that do, they ask the very obvious question, like how are these people meant to survive? And that's a question I'm asking as yeah. well as a service provider, because it's not like my resources have doubled overnight to be able to help pay pe people's rents or medications and utility bills and all the things that you need to be able to run a household, feed and clothe your children and send them off to school the next day. It's just impossible when people are destitute to that level. We're talking with Karen from the Selvos Asylum Seeker and Refugee Services. So the Selvos are helping out with food and all of that stuff, huh? 
we so this particular centre, remembering of course this is just one small Salvation Army service. Yeah. We're helping with the basics such as food and clothing, yeah. but unfortunately we don't have the funding at this particular centre to be able to pay for people's rent. Yeah. And most housing providers, housing services, they're designed to help people who are at least receiving a full Centrelink benefit, which isn't enough anyway for people to live on, by the way. Um, so, yeah, the, no service is really set up and designed to help people who have no income whatsoever. So how can we, Joe Australia and Jill Australia, how, how can we help them? I think, okay, there's several things we can do. One thing, we can tell the Australian government, our elected representatives, that we don't think this is how Australia should work. And the, the government gets away with this because, one, not many people know about it, and two, we don't tell our politicians that this is not how we want people to be treated in our country. We want to be a decent country that actually provides a safety net for people. The other thing we can, people can do, if they do feel compelled to, I know it's a bit of a Band-Aid, and the best thing would be that the government doesn't rip out um, that support structure for people. Sadly, it looks like it's going to happen. People could potentially donate to the various charities that actually do look after people seeking asylum. They can go to the Refugee Council website yeah. And there's links to different charities that do provide support to people seeking asylum in each state. And that, of course, includes the Salvation Army. I was going to just ask you one last question. And uh, it might be a bit of a mind bender, but how on earth do they manage in Germany? Well, um, I've never lived in Germany. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know they do process people's refugee visas quicker in Germany. Right. They don't. They haven't left them in limbo, so that's one thing that we could learn from Germany: process people's refugee visas as quickly as you can, and then um, basically treat them with a bit more compassion. That's Karen, one of the managers of the Salvos Asylum Seeker and Refugee Services in Australia. Light and life: the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.